In this bulletin, details of the AUKUS nuclear submarine deal finally revealed. More than 100 people killed as Cyclone Freddy devastates southern Africa. And in football, coach Graham Arnold selects four uncapped players for the new Socceroos squad. With the latest SBS News, I'm Deborah Ball. Australia will command a fleet of eight nuclear-powered submarines within the next three decades under an AUKUS deal that will cost up to $368 billion. Australia will be hosting rotational deployments of US and UK submarines in Perth within four years, with the locally built subs to start rolling off production lines in the early 2040s. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says the agreement represents Australia's single biggest investment in defence capability, which will ensure the nation's security for decades to come. This is a genuine trilateral undertaking. All three nations stand ready to contribute and all three nations stand ready to benefit. I look out from here today and I see new frontiers in innovation to cross, new breakthroughs in technology to achieve, a new course for us to chart together. Meanwhile, a shipyard in South Australia is set to become the focus of Australia's nuclear submarine building program. The Osborne Shipyard near Adelaide is already Australia's largest naval production facility, but under AUKUS it will be almost tripled in size. The expected cost of the upgrades is $2 billion over four years. South Australian Premier Peter Malinaskis says the shipyard is expected to employ up to 4,000 workers at the peak of the project. South Australian Senator and Foreign Minister Penny Wong says the impact on the region will be a positive one. It will transform our state. In the same way that the state was transformed by the decision by previous governments decades past to invest in the auto industry, this will transform our state for decades. Uh, and that is a good thing. More than 100 people have been killed across Mozambique and Malawi by Tropical Storm Freddy, which has ripped through Southern Africa for the second time in a month. The full extent of the damage and loss of life in Mozambique is not yet clear because the power supply and phone lines have been cut off in some areas. But one resident in the city of Blantyre in Malawi says the tragedy is beginning to sink in. It was too bad in the night, but now that it is daytime, I can feel the loss. I have never seen something as terrible as this. My neighbours' houses are all gone, the family members are gone, they are missing. In some instances, the father is alive, but the wife and the children are gone. Australia's Disability Royal Commission has come to an end with the inquiry handing down its seventh and final progress report. The Commission has held 1,500 private sessions with people giving evidence and received almost 8,000 submissions into incidents of violence, abuse and exploitation experienced in the disability community. Commission Chair Ronald Sackville says those experiences will inform the final report due in September 2023, but he says the panel has already brought about positive change, citing the example of contracts being revoked against eight disability employment service providers following evidence about their conduct to the Royal Commission. 
A pilot study from Queensland's Griffith University has found similarities between the effects of long COVID and chronic fatigue syndrome. The university scientists used a high-powered MRI to compare the brains of 28 adults, some of them who were healthy and some who had either chronic fatigue or long COVID. The researchers found the brainstem was significantly smaller in the healthy patients. Lead author Dr Kieran Tapalia says the study could lead to better treatment options. If we talk to the long COVID people, they have got similar symptoms. I mean, overlapping symptoms with MECFS. For example, brain fog, a headache, pain. These are the common symptoms in both uh, cohorts. So if we could find this in a larger cohort, then the treatment that we have shown for the MECFS, the lab-based treatment, could potentially be applied into the long COVID too. To sport and Socceroos coach Graham Arnold has tapped four uncapped players for the new team set to face Ecuador in a friendly match later this month. 19-year-old Manchester City midfielder Alex Robertson is one of the players. Adelaide goalkeeper Joe Calci and Melbourne City pair Aidan O'Neill and Jordan Boss are also in line for their first caps. Sydney defender Joel King has been dropped. Danny Vukovic has retired and injured players Matthew Leckie, Jamie McLaren, Arden Hustich and Martin Boyle will all be unavailable for the match in Sydney on March 24. I'm Deborah Grok. This is SBS News.